Hi, and welcome to the 31st episode of the Gustavus Health Professions Podcast. My name is Heidi Selsler Barr, and I am here with Heather Banks. Today, we welcome Bo LaFontaine to the podcast. Bo is a 2015 grad of Gustavus and a recent graduate of Augsburg University, where she became a physician assistant. We talk with Bo today about her path through Gustavus, Augsburg, and the positions she has held since graduating from Augsburg. If you have an interest in the health professions or becoming a physician assistant, this is a great episode for you. We hope you enjoy listening, and as always, thank you for listening. Welcome to Bo LaFontaine, Gustavus class of 2015 and a 2020 graduate of Augsburg University. Bo is a practicing physician assistant at Abbott Northwestern and United Hospitals in the Twin Cities. She works in the emergency departments at both locations. Today, we will hear her path to becoming a PA. Bo, thank you for being with us. Can you please give us an introduction? Hi guys, thanks for bringing me on today. Um, so I grew up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. I am a third generation generation Gusty. I chose Gustavus for the smaller class sizes, the value of a well-rounded education, and Gustavus's strong science programs. At Gustavus, I participated in gymnastics, track and field, orchestra, the Tri Sigma Sorority, um, and Health and Wellness Club. And as Heather previously said, I'm an emergency medicine physician assistant at Abbott and North Abbott and United Hospitals. You were very involved during your time at Gustavus. <laughs> yes, definitely. Stayed busy. Good. So um, thinking back on those years at Gustavus, what was your favorite Gustavus memory, if you can think of one? I don't know if one particular memory stood out. Um, I always loved spring on the hill, uh, particularly with the, the blossoming cherry blossoms on the hill and sitting outside and um, just spending time with, with the people. Um, I also did a couple of study abroad experiences at Gustavus, one to Athens, Greece my junior year and one to Tanzania my senior year with the nursing program. And um, those are really incredible experiences. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Two sport athlete and you went abroad twice. How did you balance all that out? Um, I think Gustavus had a huge part of that, that they, it, they allowed for that. They, uh, that you guys really embraced that as well to have a well-rounded person to, to be diverse. Um, luckily my, the, the trip to Tanzania was my senior J term. So I didn't have to leave for a semester. Um, and then the junior year abroad to Greece, that was, uh, fall semester, and I took some of my general ed courses so that was able to uh, fulfill some of my curriculum requirements. Awesome. Good for you, though. That that shows how balanced and um, probably prioritizing things that you were, too, to make all that happen, though. So that's impressive. Mm -hmm. So we really want to know what experiences helped you confirm that you wanted to go become a physician assistant? And we also want to know, how did you choose Augsburg? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I was really lucky that I knew I wanted to be in medicine from a young age. I had a really good family friend who was a PA, so I knew what a PA was. Um, I saw her work-life balance. Um, she was a family medicine PA, and she always told me about how she could move around if she wanted to. If she wanted to go into cardiology, if she wanted to go into dermatology, primary care, whatever it might be, she had that flexibility, and I found that was very appealing to me compared to medical school where you have to make that decision your fourth year of medical school of what specialty you're going to practice in. Um, I chose Augsburg because it was the school that I got into. At the time, it was one of the best um, programs in the country, um, had 100% pass rate on its boards. It was the most well-established program in Minnesota. Um, I think there were about 2,000 applicants when I applied for 33 spots. Um, that number has probably gone up um, in the past years. And I was fortunate enough to get in and Heather Banks helped prepare me very well for interviews and um, I got in. So really grateful for that. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. So you took some time between applying and getting into PA school in Augsburg. What did you do during mm -hmm. that time to build your application and be competitive? Yeah, so as as many things that I did at Gustavus, I didn't quite get all the academic prerequisites that were required. Um, so I took, I anticipated taking one year off. I ended up taking three years off. I worked with a special needs adult, with a private family in St. Paul, who gave me great flexibility to take the courses that I needed to. Um, that allowed me to get, you know, patient care hours. Um, I totally fell in love with that job, ended up taking working with him for three years before going to PA school. Um, I really enjoyed it that much. Um, took those prerequisite classes. And I think those th that time that I took off really prepared me and matured me enough to be ready for PA school. Yeah, and maybe some of our listeners don't know this, but PA school is highly competitive, right? Yeah. So when you look at the national average about getting accepted, it's actually more competitive than medical school. So yes, and Augsburg is a very well-established program here in Minnesota, very high ranking. So very impressive that you got in there, you went there. So um, I say kudos to you. Yeah. And I just, that stat of, you know, 33 get into the program out of 2000 applicants. So very competitive. All right. We would love to know a bit more about specializing in areas as a PA. What does that look like? Is there additional schooling? Like, let's say if you wanted to be um, a PA within dermatology or some other specialty area, how do you go about that? Yeah, I think I think that is evolving as well. Um, there are now residency programs and fellowship programs um, for PAs. So, for instance, I'm an emergency medicine PA. Um, it was almost impossible to get into an emergency medicine position in the Twin Cities without experience. Um, so, I was lucky enough to get some experience elsewhere and then transfer that in. But there there are now residency programs to help you specialize. Um, I I think that the PA training does a good job of, of training you in general broad medicine, so primary care or like internal medicine. Um, and I think then you can you can kind of specialize from there. Um, 
the reason why PAs are able to move laterally is because we have to recertify every every seven to ten years um, and take our boards, which which covers all general medicine. So if you're in dermatology, um, it is often you know a little bit more time to study to prepare for those boards because if you're in if you're a dermatologist, you might not be seeing pneumonia or strep throat and not be up to date on the most recent treatments for that. Um, so it, it's all about, <clears throat> I guess, personal preference on um, what you want to do. It's, it's totally feasible if you want to completely specialize and be in one area right out of school versus practicing general medicine um, and then doing a residency or whatever. I think there are a lot of options out there now, um, which is really great for the PA profession. So that's interesting that you have to test, right? And you, even even if you are in a specialized area, you're testing on all the general information. What happens if somebody doesn't pass, right? Like, are you done yeah. then? Or what does that look like? I'm not saying I, that's going to happen to you, but that's, I'm just thinking in my mind, what if that happens? That's a great question. And I'm sure, you know, once, once 10 years comes, I'm going to have that same thought. Um, but I do believe you get a couple of opportunities and I do believe that they're also toying around with um, specialized recertification boards. Mm -hmm. um, so like if you were in cardiology, then you would take your cardiology boards mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, but, you know, those things take so long to implement that I anticipate I will be taking my general. Um, it's called the PANRE, P-A-N-R-E. Um, I anticipate I'll be taking just the general PANRE when I recertify. Okay. All right. So we'd like to know more about PA school and your experience. So really kind of taking us through the length of Augsburg program. What did you do the first year? What did you do the second year? Um, so if you could walk us through that, we'd love to hear that. Yeah. So the first, the Augsburg program is, I believe, a 27 month program. The first 12 months are intense academic um, I honestly don't remember a whole lot of it because it was that intense, um, probably three to five exams every week. Um, you learn an entire body system in a week. Um, so what med students might learn in three months, you get to learn in a week. Um, so it's pretty, pretty intense. You know, they, they say the analogy of it's like drinking from a fire hydrant and it most certainly is that. Um, and then after your first year, your didactic phase, they do a little clinical transition where you um, start doing some clinical work and then you do your in the last part of your program on um, doing rotations. And I believe there are eight core rotations that you do as well as an elective. Um, and then uh, preceptorship, a longer like six week type of rotation um, in the area that you might want to specialize in. Um, COVID definitely had a, threw a wrench in everything. Um, I, I was supposed to graduate in September. I ended up graduating in December. All of my rotations were um, postponed and then they were shortened in order for us to <clears throat> complete them. So instead of five week rotations, I had two week rotations. Um, so that was, that was difficult. Um, and I think I was less prepared than I wish I would have been. Um, but in the end, it, it all worked out okay. Yeah, interesting. COVID just affects everything, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you don't think about how it's affecting the graduate programs mm -hmm. and then the opportunity for you to be at the sites. I mean, we've definitely seen it for our undergrads, but yeah, yeah that would two to five weeks. That's a, that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. 
So after completion of your schooling, uh, you worked in pain and addiction medicine. Could you elaborate a bit on this experience? Yeah, so um, there were no jobs amidst COVID. Everyone said, oh, you're a PA, you're going to get a job anywhere. There were furloughs, there were layoffs, nobody was hiring, nobody was hiring new grads. Um, So the pain and addiction clinic I worked at was a clinic I had worked at prior to PA school as a medical assistant, and they hired me right away, which is amazing. They're an amazing team to work with. Um, I was incredibly well supported, which is the only thing I asked for as a new graduate was to be well supported um, and to continue to learn. Um, And however, I specialized right out of PA school, which is really difficult for me. And I wanted to be in more general medicine to solidify the skills and things that I had learned um, and not not be so kind of pigeonholed right away. Um, And so that's why my time at that pain and addiction clinic was short-lived, was so that I could continue to practice a broad variety of medicine. That makes sense. And yeah, that's something we didn't, you know, we didn't know or didn't hear about as much as that, you know, they weren't hiring new grads such as yourself um, during that time. So yeah, it really affected so much. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you're at Abbott Northwestern and United Hospital in the emergency departments. So we want to know more about your job there. So what are you doing? And then we also want to know what do you love about that position right now? And maybe what's your least favorite of that position? Um, the learning curve is incredibly steep. Um, I feel remarkably <laughs> unprepared at times. Um, however, I am with a really great group. I'm with a contracted group, so I technically don't work for the Alina Health System. I work for an uh, emergency medicine group that staffs probably 15 to 20 um, hospitals in the in Minnesota. And I work very closely with physicians every day. I see all my patients, almost all my patients with a physician um, so that I'm learning so much through that. Um, I I actually really see the difference in training between PAs and physicians um, through that, that, I mean, just through how many more years of training the the physicians go through versus me as a PA, I had a two-week emergency medicine rotation, and then I did extra um, just on my own accord to get more ER experience. And I still know just a drop in the ocean, Um, but I'm really really grateful that I'm with a group that is allowing me to learn in a safe environment. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I bet that is a difficult time right now trying to learn and just, um, but it's, I'm so glad you feel supported in your position. That's super Mm -hmm. important. So if we, um, could get some advice from you, um, if you're thinking about, um, your career as a PA and just health in general, what advice would you give to a current gusty? Yeah, so I think being present in every phase of life is is really important. Um, I know that talking with my PA friends, um, who are all now PAs, when we were before we got into school, we were always like, "Oh, it'll just be better once I get into school." And then when we are in school, "Oh, it'll just be better when we're in rotations," or "Oh, it'll be better when we graduate, get a job." And, Oh, it'll be better now in three years when I'm feeling more comfortable, but like I'm here, I made it. I am a PA. I have worked so hard for this um, and to be present and to be grateful for the journey 
um, and to be grateful for all of the experiences and the people that I've met um, and to um, appreciate my own successes and, and embrace the struggle as much as it, it is very difficult at times. Yeah, that is really great advice for all of us, actually, you know, just to um, embrace where you're at in life instead of wishing for the next thing or the next phase or the next step um, and just trying to be present in our everyday. I love that, Bo. Thank you. And yeah, reflecting on that, too. That's so easy to lose <laughs> touch with, right? Because sure. you're just, you always are like, okay, if I could just get through this, like things, you know, I'm just waiting for this space to pass and yeah, it almost takes just a level of maturity to realize, yeah, this, this phase is where we're at though, but there's many phases I wish away though. So I, I, I need yeah. to work on that a little bit. We all do. That's, that's human nature. Yeah. So we've been reading and learning a little bit about, we don't know a ton on this, but this idea of the name change. So going from physician assistant as the title to physician associate. I think I have that right. Um, yep. So we just want to know what are your thoughts on this and what can you share with our listeners about this new movement? Yeah, I have kind of mixed reviews about it. Um, I think that the general population is now understanding what a PA is. Um, and so it's good that they're still keeping it as PA, but now it's from physician assistant to physician associate. I think that it the change is, is important for the progression of the PA profession. Um, however, it comes at a significant cost, um, like to the upwards of $26 million to make this change. Um, and so with that, I, I think I became a PA to, to help people and to provide accessible care to, to my community. And I think that 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 cost of changing this um, could be better allocated. Um, I, I do understand though that um, PAs are very autonomous providers and we are, it is kind of a misnomer. We are not the physician's assistant. Um, we are a physician assistant to assist, assist in providing care um, in, a, in a community. Um, and so I guess I see both sides of it. Um, I think that with time, um, I guess, I guess we'll know more. So, yeah, thanks for, for sharing that, um, with us. Yeah. 26 million is not a drop in the bucket. <laughs> that is a lot of money um, it is, it for that. Yeah. yeah, that's, well, that's an interesting perspective and yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. And it's our, um, understanding that it is changing. Is that correct? Yeah. It's just um, going to take time. Yeah, I think it's within the next three years. Um, I think that that time and energy could have been maybe spent a little differently. So for instance, in the state of Minnesota, we now have passed the um, PA Modernization Act and the Harmonization Act, which now allows PAs to um, practice autonomously without a supervising physician that's liable. Um, and this is this is amazing because this keeps us on par with our fellow nurse practitioners um, so that we don't get left behind and so that PAs can continue to to practice um, in rural areas or in, in urban areas or wherever that might be without limitations of essentially red tape. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great to hear. Thanks for sharing that with us. 
Yeah. All right. So to wrap up our podcast here, we like to do this at the end for fun. Mm -hmm. So they're called the random rapid fire questions. So our first question for you, Bo, is what is your favorite number and why? My favorite number is four. Um, my big brother was my biggest idol and I adored him. And so as a kid, I adopted the favorite, my, the number four is my favorite number. So what scares you? Being a PA scares me, but in a great way. It, it scares me in a great way because it challenges me. It's it's unknown. It's changing. It's ever changing. It's um, it, it's never the same day in and day out. What is the weirdest thing that you've ever eaten? Uh, I've eaten a mealworm and um, part of a um, earthworm. All right, that's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, yep, I wouldn't do that again for sure. Was it a dare? <laughs> it was at a camp as a kid, and I don't know why they were having us do it, but oh, I I don't like textures, and that was horrible. Was this at a young life camp per se? Um, I don't think so. It was in a weird, I don't even know, like a nature camp or something in St. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> All right. So what are you looking forward to this summer? Being outside in sunshine, um, which is a total Minnesotan answer, but you know, we get two and a half months out of the year where we can be outside. So that's what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, that sounds great. And our final question here, which we ask all of our guests, can you give us a definition for success or your definition for success? Yeah. Um, so I would say like being in a state of contentment or happiness where you're able to enjoy things in life. Um, so for me, that would be like travel, being outside with family, friends, taking hikes, eating good food. Um, yes, this does require money to be able to do these things. Um, and so being able to, I guess, make a certain amount of money to be able to, to enjoy the things that really truly fill you up would be my definition of success. Great definition. Thank you for sharing that. And Bo, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your sharing your time and expertise about the PA profession. Yeah, thank you ladies for, for inviting me on.